Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. There's a metal gate right in front of me, so I can just rock it back and forth like I'm at a concert. This is, it gets me, it gets me going. It gets the juices flowing at 8 a.m. on a Thursday morning right here on ESPN Tucson. Welcome to hour number two of the Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson, 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN the ESPN Tucson mobile app, and of course the Jeff Dean podcast. I am not Jeff Dean, as you could tell. Sorry to disappoint you. I'm sure a lot of people trying to make their way over to their jobs, listening to us at home. Uh, wherever you're listening, you're probably like, who the hell is this guy? And where the hell is Jeff Dean? Well, Jeff Dean has the day off today, but he will be back in the captain's chair tomorrow morning from 7 to 9 a.m. So you'll get Jeff back, I promise. Just a one-day thing. But, man, Jeff taking the day off on Cinco de Mayo, huh? Jeff, I'm not saying that you're playing hooky, man. And I have no problem filling in for you because, hey, it gives me more time. gives me more money in my pocket. But out of, all the, out of all the days that you have off this week, it's Cinco de Mayo. Hmm. I think uh, he was maybe partying a little too hard for Star Wars night last night. May the 4th be with you. And then you have Cinco de Mayo. And then tomorrow you got Revenge of the 6th. Uh, so let's see how Jeff is feeling tomorrow morning uh, after a couple of days of partying on Star Wars Day. And Secret of Mile. Um, I, honestly, I don't even know what Jeff is up to. But he'll be back tomorrow. Uh, can't wait to get him back. Uh, but you got me. I'm Justin Spears, host of the Spe- of Spears and Ali. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 right here on ESPN Tucson. And you're pretty much getting a teaser of what we're going to be talking about this afternoon. Because it's going to be nothing but Suns, Suns, Suns. And then a little bit more NBA playoffs. Game 2 last night at Footprint Center. Phoenix Suns beating the Dallas Mavericks. If you want to call in, if you have any thoughts on that game, call in at 719-1490, 719-1490. Before we get into Phoenix Suns' discussion, I just want to lay out what's ahead on this hour. We have Kevin Guy, Arizona Rattlers head coach, joining the show to talk about this weekend's matchup between the Arizona Rattlers and your Tucson Sugar Skulls. Kevin Guy is the co-owner of the Tucson Sugar Skulls, along with his wife, Kathy Guy, and my partner in the afternoons, Mr. Ollie Farhang. And this week, he is not the co-owner of the Tucson Sugar Skulls. He is strictly the head coach of the Arizona Rattlers. Uh, an interesting situation, right? you got head coach of an opposing team who's also a, a co-owner of another team right here in town, but... Whenever the Sugar Skulls and the Rattlers play against each other, it's strictly business, and Kevin Guy is strictly the Arizona Rattlers head coach. So when we get Kevin Guy on at 825 to talk about this weekend's game, and it is a big one because the Rattlers are undefeated. It's Mother's Day weekend. There's a Mother's Day special. Tickets are just $15 for anywhere in the house. So $15 tickets, and it's against the New England Patriots of the Indoor Football League and the Arizona Rattlers. And the Rattlers are undefeated. 
and the Sugar Skulls have now won two games in a row. So they're, they kind of got some momentum right now, and they're looking to make a three in a row and hand the Rattlers their first loss of the season. And the Sugar Skulls are looking to get their first win over the Rattlers just as a franchise. So big game in the IFL this weekend. That's right here in Tucson, Arizona. We're going to talk with Kevin Guy at 825 about that game. Then right after KG, my friend, special guest, Mike Luke from PHNX, going to wax some poetic on all things NBA playoffs, taking a look at Jed Fish and how he's been able to turn around the Arizona football program in a year. Speaking of Jed Fish, it's his birthday on Cinco de Mayo. You want to talk about fitting for Tucson, Arizona. The head coach of the Arizona football team, his birthday is on Cinco de Mayo. So we'll talk about Jed Fish, Arizona football with Mike Luke. Plus, we'll get a little uh, early look at Arizona basketball entering the offseason. Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. It's just way too early in the morning. I'm not used to this. But All right, let's talk some NBA playoffs here. Again, if you want to join the show, call in at 719-1490, 719-1490. Of course, we can't begin NBA playoff discussion without talking about the Phoenix Suns and their win last night. I was clamoring all afternoon long yesterday that if the Phoenix Suns want to sweep or win this series in five, they need to put everything on the shoulders of DeAndre Ayton. And Chris Paul needs to be the point guard, the guy who facilitates and orchestrates the offense. And I said, hammer DeAndre Ayton points and Chris Paul assists. Both hit the over. And uh, I hope you did not listen to my advice on on the DeAndre Ayton points because D.A., being the big-time center that he is in this series, because I don't think they have any response for DeAndre Ayton. D.A. had a a nice little uh, nine-point game. I mean, he was very pedestrian for uh, for his standards. Uh, DeAndre Ayton had nine points and three rebounds last night in just 18 minutes. But the, the big story of the game, and I thought it was going to be DeAndre Ayton having a monstrous game with 30 points and 15 rebounds, but the big story in how the Phoenix Suns were able to beat the, the Dallas Mavericks last night, 129-109, to 109, was the, arguably the best backcourt in basketball right now in Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Chris Paul gets 30 po- excuse me, 28 points on 11 for 16 for the field, but 14 of those points came in the fourth quarter. So Chris Paul just completely turned up a notch, hit fifth gear, and became point guard and closed out the game for the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker, the shots that he was able to make in you know late in that third quarter, also to begin the fourth quarter and then late in the game. I mean, Devin Booker was special last night. Uh, I know that we're kind of used to seeing Devin Booker score 30 points on a nightly basis, there's a reason why he's an all-star and the Suns franchise player. And, you know, uh, to his standards, it was it was business as usual. But the shots that he was able to make last night, uh, I thought were huge for the Phoenix Suns and their run there towards the end. The game was tied at 78. It was 78-78 with 325 left in the third quarter. And the Phoenix Suns just completely outlasted the Mavericks. They outscored them 51-30. to 30. They outscored the, the Dallas Mavericks 51-30 to 30 to end the game. And at the end of the day, the Phoenix Suns just looked like the better team. They looked like the best team in basketball. The fact that when 
it's getting tough, and Dallas is throwing everything they can at you to just be able to hit a switch like that and go on a run. That's why people are so high on the Suns to win an NBA championship, and that's why they finish with the best record in basketball. So you got to love the way that Devin Booker and Chris Paul played last night. Um, I also love the way that Jay Crowder was able to ha- you know, have a bounce-back game. I wouldn't say bounce-back. He had a pretty solid game one. But in that series against New Orleans, Jay Crowder was kind of nowhere to be found. But last night, he finished with 15 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, and had a block and a steal. So Jay Crowder had one of his better performances in the playoffs with the Phoenix Suns, and the Suns were just clicking on all cylinders last night. Chris Paul was finding guys in rhythm. He was also splitting the defense, picking apart Luka Doncic, and the Mavericks just looked completely lost yesterday. Uh, They looked like they didn't know what hit them. They looked like a deer in the headlights. Uh, Luka, I thought, had a pretty solid game right he had 45 points in the first game had a near triple double last night had 35 points seven assists and five rebounds but Luca has nobody to lean on late in games you always need a counterpart another superstar to where you guys can counter each other and you got you guys are able to close out games Luca doesn't have that I mean look at Luca's Look at all the other guys that are in the, the the Dallas Mavericks starting line. And you guys tell me if you're confident in these guys being that, that second star, that counterpart that Luka needs. Dorian Finney-Smith, nope, had 28 points. He was Actually, he had two points. He was actually a minus 28 in the plus-minus net. Uh, Reggie Bullock, he was the next leading scorer. He had 16 points. I'm sorry, but Reggie Bullock shouldn't be your second guy. Dwight Powell at the center spot, okay, he had four points, was minus 18. Jalen Brunson, not my, or minus 22, had nine points. So the other guys that are on the Dallas Mavericks roster, they're just not it. And Dallas, I mean, the, the fact that they've made it to the second round of the playoffs is actually pretty astonishing. And I think it goes to show how, how much, uh, I wouldn't say disruption or uh, how much the guys are disconnected with the Utah Jazz. Like, how how on earth, the Utah Jazz, I think they have a better roster than the Dallas Mavericks, especially with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. How the hell did the Dallas Mavericks outlast the Utah Jazz in a series with the roster that they have? Uh, so with that being said, I, I just think that the Phoenix Suns are going to cruise this series. Uh, there's just no way in hell that they're going to lose it. They're going to move on and play the winner of the Golden State Warriors, Memphis Grizzlies. This is a, a series that's going to go no more than five games. Uh, we just had John Gambadoro from Burns and Gambo from 98.7 in Phoenix join us in the previous hour. And Gambo said that he bought tickets for Game 5, assuming that he's going to you know, go to the game because, um, because he thinks that there's a possibility it comes back to five. I say the only reason... It comes back to Phoenix is if Scott Foster, the ultimate Chris Paul rival, is the official for game three or four in Dallas. Uh, Because if Scott Foster is refereeing the game, you know he's going to want to have his moment. And, of course, Chris Paul doesn't have the best record against Scott Foster. And maybe we see a game where officiating doesn't necessarily go Phoenix's way. They can't really figure out a way 
to overcome it, similarly to what we saw in the last series against New Orleans. But this time around, Devin Booker is healthy. He doesn't have a hamstring injury. So even if the referees become a thing in this series, you still have a healthy Devin Booker who looked like uh, like he's back to his old ways after scoring 30 points. You have Chris Paul, one of the best point guards in basketball right now, even at the age of 37 years old. I mean, his game just ages like fine wine, and he just picks apart your defense. It doesn't matter whether you throw Luke on him or Jalen Brunson. Chris Paul is just a great point guard, and he knows how to manipulate the game and get the game flowing so the Phoenix Suns are just on a roll and they got all sorts of momentum. Um, I just think that there's no way that Dallas is able to overcome this. Uh, so I think that the Phoenix, no more than five games, will get uh, will win this series, and then they'll move on to play either Memphis or Golden State. But going back to officiating, before we talk about Memphis-Golden State for a second, going back to officiating from last night's game, that was just awful. That was just so brutal to watch. And there was a, a span where I actually contemplated shutting off the TV because it was so difficult to watch. I was like, okay, maybe I should uh, go you know, fold that basket of laundry that I've been staring at for a day and a half. Maybe it's time to go fold that laundry because this game is not boring, or this game is boring and I can't watch it. In 36 minutes, and a big shout-out to Gerald Borgay from PHNX who covers the Phoenix Suns. He was the one who discovered this stat. In 36 minutes of gameplay last night, 43 fouls were called. So in 36 minutes, we were averaging over one foul every single minute. That completely disrupts any momentum for the game. And the pace of play was just absolutely brutal to watch last night. And uh, I think there was one sequence where the Suns actually had three offensive foul calls. Back-to-back-to-back possessions. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that, especially in an NBA game. I don't think I've seen that in youth basketball. I don't think I've seen that in high school basketball. But in the NBA, man, three offensive foul calls back-to-back-to-back. Man, it was was just absolutely brutal to watch last night. But the Phoenix Suns, they overcame the awful calls by the officiating crew, and they were able to win last night's game. Now, some important stats. From game two, Devin Booker, like I said, scored 30 points on 11 for 19 from the field. He actually moves to third in 30-point playoff games in Suns history with his 12th. Luka Doncic, with the loss, is now 1-9 against Chris Paul in his career. Speaking of Chris Paul, CP3 is shooting 63.8% in the fourth quarter this playoffs. Pretty damn impressive, right? You want to see your star player shooting 64% when it's crunch time. And then the Suns, they shot 65% from the field last night. They have shot 50% or higher in eight straight games. That 65% for the field, by the way, is a franchise playoff best. And then Chris Paul, going back to his clutchness, he scored or assisted on the first 19 points in the fourth quarter. And then the my favorite stat, which is kind of like a guaranteed stat, if you're betting and you want a live bet on the NBA playoffs, Go pick the Suns money line or may, maybe um, Suns spread. Because you, you probably, probably would win more money uh, if you bet on the spread. But the Suns are 52-0 and this season when leading after, the, after three quarters. 
Um, so the Suns are fantastic. Uh, they are a, a team that I think is going to go to the NBA Finals. But you got to get through Golden State or Memphis. And speaking of that series, I know we don't get any playoff basketball on tonight. Uh, the NBA slate is looking a little dry today. But I want to see Game 3 of Memphis-Golden State because after John Morant goes off for 47 points, he's walking off the court looking at Steph Curry saying, all right, let's have some fun now. And one thing, and I love John Morant, I think he is a top five point guard in today's league. I mean, you can make an argument that he's a top ten player overall in today's NBA. But one thing that John Morant is probably going to learn the hard way at the young age of 22, 23 years old is that when you tell a unanimous MVP, a three-time champion, let's have some fun now after beating him, expect Steph Curry to come back next game and expect Steph Curry to look like Steph Curry. That's all I'm going to say. Now, I know Klay Thompson doesn't look like Klay Thompson of, of old, as we've seen over the last few games. And I know Jordan Poole had an off game this past game, but you don't tell Steph Curry, let's have some fun and expect him not to have one of his all-time best performances. So um, I don't know what um, the over-under is on Steph Curry points for Game 3 at Chase Center, but I take the over because I think Steph Curry's just going to go off, and then the, the Golden State Warriors are going to take a 2-1 series lead. But I hope that series goes 7. I mean, John Morant, I love the way he plays, the passion, how much fun that he has on the court. Like, that's what the game needs. And I know that LeBron James, Kevin Durant aren't in the playoffs. I know we'd be so used to seeing those guys perform at the highest level, but i got to say, as a basketball fan, it's been pretty refreshing uh, to watch these young stars and these teams that don't normally get opportunities to compete for championships get that opportunity. All right, uh, we'll talk more about the NBA playoffs later this hour with Mike Luke. at at. So I'm looking at my show sheet from this afternoon. We'll talk to him at 840. But coming up next, joining us at 825-ish is Kevin Guy, head coach of the Arizona Rattlers, to talk about this weekend's showdown against the Tucson Sugar Skulls. Don't go anywhere. More of the Jeff Dean Show right here on ESPN Tucson, 1490 AM, 104.9 FM. The Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson will be right back. Brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. You're listening to ESPN Tucson, 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPNTucson.com, and very honored to have our next guest join us, Arizona Rattlers head coach Kevin Guy. The Rattlers are coming into town to face the Tucson Sugar Skulls, and we have a showdown at Tucson Arena this Saturday. Kevin Guy joins us here on ESPN Radio. What's up, KG? How's it going? Good morning, Justin. How you doing? Always good, man. Thank you for coming on the show. And, you know, this is a, a very big-time matchup, Coach. Obviously, for both parties involved, we have a nice little in-state rival. Your team, undefeated, the Sugar Skulls, have won 
The last two games are now 3-3 three and three on the season. Most recently, they won in thrilling fashion. Uh, what do you just think about this matchup, and, and what are you expecting this Saturday when both teams meet? Well, for sure, Tucson uh, could be 5-1. and one. I mean, they, they, they lost two really close games, uh, you know, a couple of them on the last play of the game, and could easily be 5-1, and one. but they got to – uh, so they got a fast strike offense. Uh, Jaquan Neal, who's a former MVP quarterback of the league, is having an outstanding year. His, his stats are are unbelievable. So uh, we got a really good receiving core on that offense, um, and uh, you know running back Mike Jones, who, who produces week in and week out. So yeah, you know their O line looks like it's been shored up a little bit from 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 last season. So. You know, two sides got could score points. There's no, no question about it. Uh, I think that's exciting for the fans. Uh, you know, defensive wise, their their defensive line has been playing really physical. Uh, they've done some really good things. Uh, I think we're, you know, two side if they if they have a weakness, it's been in the secondary, and Coach Wooten has been trying to address that, mm. you know, throughout the season. But if you look at the last two games, they've been playing a lot better. Uh, so it's going to be a tough matchup for us. Uh, you know, we're a really young team this year. We got veterans in the right spots here at the Rattlers. And, uh, you know, so far we've been having a good season. But, you know, we turned the ball over five times, you know, last week and was able to still win, which is unbelievable. But uh, we're not playing our best ball either. But, you know, again, I look for Arizona and Tucson uh, to be playing each other for the conference championship to go to the championship game this year. You know, when I look around the league, I think, uh, you know, Tucson's got a team that can do it this year. Uh, you know, obviously, as I said earlier, Coach Wooten's making some changes to that defense. But, you know, when you got a small roster uh, like we do in this league, you make a couple of changes, and all of a sudden you're a different, different football team. So uh, I look for them to make a run. I see them winning double-digit games this year and uh, being in the mix at the end of the season. You brought up the offensive firepower for both teams. Uh, your quarterback, Drew Powell, he's been with you for a few years now, an all-IFL quarterback. And then on the other side – you have Daquan Neal, who leads the IFL in passing yards and touchdowns. What makes both quarterbacks great players? And, I mean, I mean, how many showdowns have you seen in the IFL where great quarterbacks are going toe-to-toe, like the caliber of a Daquan Neal and a Drew Powell? Well, interesting enough, this is the first time ever these two are going to play against one another. Great. And, uh, you know, I know, you know uh, Coach Wooten Dixie has had, um, had both of them you know, in Iowa, coached them both and, and done a good job working with those guys. But, you know, to be successful in this league as a quarterback, obviously accuracy, throwing the football, but your athleticism and, you know, uh, being able to pull the ball down and extend drives, you know, with your feet. And, you know, both of them uh, do a really good job of that, but they're both really good at processing information. If you're going to be a quarterback at any level, any level, you got to be able to process information. And both of them are, are really good at that. And, I think Coach Chin, offensive coordinator for Tucson, is doing a great job of, of utilizing his skill set and putting them in a position where they scored a lot. I mean, they've had uh, two games already this year where they've scored one over 60 and one over 70. So, uh, you know, when they get hot, I mean, they could put the points up for sure. You brought up offensive coordinator Hurtis Chin, and he was your OC last year. Comes down to Tucson is, you know, joining Dixie Wooten and his staff. And, you know, the Sugar Skulls have – arguably the best offense in the IFL. What about Hurtis Chin makes him a great offensive coordinator in this league? Well, you know, 
he, he obviously played in, the, in this league. He understands the rules and, and the personnel that you need to be able to win. And that was, you know, that was part of, that was kind of part of the plan. You know, uh, it's no secret my wife holds the team in Tucson, and uh, you know, Hurtis was available last year, and uh, you know, with 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 the coaching change that we had in, in Tucson, so I decided to bring him up here. He spent a year with us, you know, seeing how we do things, and you know, I think even Hurtis would tell you, hey, you know. There were some things that he did that he did really well uh, before, um, you know, he came to the Rattlers. But I think he also would tell you, hey, there was a lot of stuff that he picked up while he was here. Yeah. And you know, and then him and Dixie's always had a great relationship, and Dixie wanted to bring him back. And uh, you know, I think you're seeing that that payoff for the Tucson Sugar Skulls, and and uh, you know that was, you know, that's uh, you know, Coach Wooten is obviously. You know the head coach; it does a great job of of, of leading the organization. But certainly, Coach Wooten, um, I mean, Coach Shin has been a great fit, and uh, certainly brought some uh, some things to the table to to even continue to help uh, DeQuan Neal continue to grow. And you bring up head coach Dixie Wooten, who's also the general manager of the Tucson Sugar Skulls, and you know Dixie has been in this game now for a little while. Previously, coached with the Iowa Barnstormers, you've had a lot of head-to-head matchups with head coach Dixie Wooten. Uh, what's, from your perspective, what's kind of the identity of a Dixie Wooten team, and how would you assess just his style of coaching? Yeah, well, right now he's the one coach I don't have a winning record against. You know, he's a 4-3 and three in that category. So, he, you know, he, he, he was able to beat, uh, beat me the first four times we saw each other, and we've won the last three. But, you know, Dixie always has physical football teams, they're going to compete for 60 minutes. Um, you know, when he came to Tucson, he knew he had his work cut out for him because, you know, he won a championship in, in 2018 in Iowa, and he knew when he came to Tucson he needed to turn the roster over. That was going to require bringing in some young players. And, um, you know, he's been, you know, teaching them the game and, 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 and building it. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. He's been slowly building that team. But I, I definitely think this year um, as he makes his tweaks on defense, you know, they got a shot to compete for a championship. And I, I, I truly think we're going to see them in the playoffs. And uh, I see them winning double digits. And, you know, one thing about, you know, Dixie, you know, he's, he's an emotional coach. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, he gets his guys to play hard, uh, you know, for 60 minutes. And he gets them to buy in. And uh, they buy into an overall philosophy, you know, of, of the team and the organization. And, and uh, I, I think Coach Wooten, I mean, even Coach Wooten, uh, you know, from last year to this year, I, you know, I've seen a, a lot of good things that he's even improved from last year. So, uh, you know, he's, he's he's one of the best coaches in the league, and uh, he's going to continue to to build that program. And you know, he, he's done a you know, I know he, he was upset earlier this year when they let one get away from him against San Diego, uh, but you know, uh, I, I think immediately he started addressing you know the issues, and you've seen a huge difference you know since that game and. As I said, if he, if he continues to build that defense and gets them playing together, uh, there's a lot of good things that are going to happen for the Tucson team. Now, last week the Sugar Skulls won in thrilling fashion. Uh, they won off a blocked PAT, returned for two points, winning 42-41. to 41. Probably the craziest ending I've ever seen to a football game live. Uh, Coach Kevin Guy, what do you say? Like, Where does that rank amongst you know finishes that you've watched as an IFL head coach? Well, you know, I'm one of those coaches. I dwell on the negatives first because you want to get those corrected. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, they were up 
I believe, 11, right? Yeah. And, and you know, had the game in hand with, with, I think it was less than a minute to go, and, and Duke City, no, Duke City had the ball and went down and scored, and then we got the ball, Tucson got the ball back, and, and you know, had the, um, all they had to do was run the clock out. Well, the rules in this game, if you're leading in the last minute of the game, you have to get positive yards to keep the clock running or make the other team call a timeout. And, um, you know, they fumbled the snout. And, um, you know, that's, that's something where the quarterback has to stay under the center as he drives off and rides the center. And, uh, you know, that ball popped out, and, and Duke City got it and scored and went up one, I believe, with five seconds left. And then, you know, what was shocking to me, if you're Duke City, I'm, I was scratching my head, like, why didn't they go for two uh, to try to get up three with five seconds left? But they went to kick the extra point. Tucson blocks it, runs it back for two points, and takes the lead with one point. It was just the craziest finish I, I think I've ever seen, and and uh, and I think it was exciting, you know, for the fans, you know, to, to see that game, and, you know, and I, you know, in this game you can't leave early. Okay, a two touchdown lead is not safe with 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 the way the rules are in the last minute of a half or last minute of the game. So, yeah. um, you know, the fans have to. They have to say they can never think the game's over because anything can happen in this game. Now we got a showdown this Saturday between the Rattlers and the Tucson Sugar Skulls. Mother's Day special tickets are fifteen dollars for anywhere in the house. Coach, I'm assuming that you're going to be expecting a lot of people at Tucson Arena this weekend. Well, I would hope so. I think it's a great product, and I think we're in a great space for entertainment. You know, in Tucson at this time of the year, and it's the biggest, biggest. You know, we we want to turn this into the biggest rivalry in the indoor football league. And, uh, you know, I, I think Tucson is a, is a, is a great market uh, for this game. Uh, I know Kathy, you know, it was her idea that she wanted to, every seat in the house, $15 this weekend because it's Mother's Day. Obviously, Kathy's a mother. She wants to take care of the families. Yeah. And she wants the families to get out and enjoy Mother's Day weekend and start it there with the Sugar Skulls, you know, on Saturday night. So, you know, I, I hope uh, – you know, Tucson, you know, responds to that and has a great crowd. I mean, I want that place, you know, packed and, and obviously make it uh, very difficult for anybody to come in and, and try to get a win in that building. And we got to create a home field advantage. And, um, you know, so, you know, it starts starts with the, with the fan, fan base and in, in the Boneyard. So, uh, you know, creating that noise. And we, we've got some really good loyal fans uh, down in Tucson, and we're going to keep building the business side you know, as well. So, you know, we're excited about, you know, uh, you know, especially Kathy. I mean, this is, this was, you know, her idea and her deal. And, and obviously, you know, um, you know, she kind of used my brand to get the team up and running down in Tucson, but I think they've done a great job. Her and Ollie Farhang and, and uh, you know, we're excited about coming down and playing in front of the fans. Arizona Rattlers versus the Tucson Sugar Skulls this Saturday at Tucson Arena Get your tickets at TucsonSugarSkulls.com or the Tucson Convention Center box office. That is Arizona Rattlers head coach Kevin Guy joining us here on ESPN Tucson. Coach, thanks for your time. Best of luck to you this weekend. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, Justin. We'll see you this weekend. Thank Thanks. you. Absolutely. All right, don't touch that dial. More coming at you right here on ESPN Radio. The Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson will be right back. Brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. 
14th annual Meet the Chefs competition is Sunday, June 26th at Casino del Sol. The winner will compete against Chef Wendy Gothier from Chef Chic at the Iron Chef competition in July. But we need local chefs. If you think you have what it takes to be the next Iron Chef winner, get all the info and sign up at ironchef2son.com. And speaking of iron, let's bring on Iron Mike Luke from PHNX Wildcast joining us here on ESPN Radio. Mike, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good morning. Justin, that was one of the best segues that I've ever been part of right there. That was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> going, going from the Iron Chef to the Iron Mike. How you doing, my man? Doing great, man. Glad to have you on this morning. And, you know, you've been doing a great job uh, as host of the PHNX Wildcats podcast. Most recently, you had on Harvey Mason. Any other guests that you've had on that you may, might want to plug in and, and tell the people about? Uh, well, tomorrow we're going to have uh, tomorrow we're going to have Sam Thomas on. Um, oh, obviously, yeah. made the Phoenix Phoenix Mercury, so that's going to be really cool. Uh, uh, Brody Dryden came on, or Brody Dryden's coming on today, the voice of the uh, women's basketball team, and going to talk a little bit of baseball. But yeah, just trying to keep it. Uh, just trying to kind of keep it local right now with everything going on. Pretty excited to have Sam on though, because obviously Absolutely. she's a star, and you know uh, you cover, you, you know you watch the team. I'm not really surprised she made it, but you know once you see that she did make the Phoenix Mercury, it's like whoa, okay, Absolutely. all right, I see it for sure. Yeah, I mean I was looking at the roster of of the Phoenix Mercury, and I'm like, I just it's just so cool to see, and then, of course it's in alphabetical order, so you see the the right. the, the T names, and it's. Sam Thomas and a Diana Taurasi, like back to back. Like it's just so crazy uh, to see her name there. But you know, you brought up Phoenix, Mike, and the Phoenix Suns taking a 2-0 series lead against the Dallas Mavericks. Now we're going to talk some Arizona Wildcats here in a minute. But your thoughts on the Suns and how they're looking so far in the playoffs? You know, the Suns right now. Um, there's been three times in my life when I thought that the Phoenix Suns were the best team in the NBA. Uh, one was back when in 93 before he had a bunch of injuries and obviously Mike got his third championship there. Oh seven, I think was pretty clear. And this year, I think that you look at him and it's difficult to make the case that they're not the best team. I mean, Justin, like you watch them. I mean, they just check off every box and they don't have really any roster filler. Everybody that comes in is good. Everybody that comes in plays a part. And I mean, you watch it yesterday. I mean, Luka Doncic, is absolutely fantastic offensively, but they're able to just kind of continuously wear you down. You can put my, you can put Mikhail Bridges on him. You can put Cam Johnson. You can put Crowder. You can put Booker. Yeah. I mean, they're just. I mean, they're they're stacked, my man. This is a, this is one of those years that you know you really hope that everybody can stay healthy because they got a real chance. So, what do you think needs to happen in order for the Dallas Mavericks to win? Honestly, I don't see any way that the Mavericks are going to win this series but let's just say one game what's it going to take for the dallas mavericks to win one game this series you're going to have to have jalen brunson or uh, um spencer dinwiddie go off for probably a 35 point game because they're really the only ones that's capable i mean when, when you got i mean you covered dwight powell when he was at stanford great kid and everything but when dwight powell's your starting center that's a major major issue for the talent level on your team yeah um I, you know they might win one game. They might win one game, but I, honestly, man, I don't. I don't see it being any more. I don't see it being any more than that. I think that, uh, and and honestly, if you're the Suns, you want to be able to take care of business as quickly as possible. Because yeah. even though the Warriors lost that last game, I still get the sense that they're going to close them out in five or six. So 
the more rest, the better here. I mean, maybe one game for the Mavericks, but they just look totally overmatched talent-wise. All right, now today is Cinco de Mayo, Mike, and I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt your Bloody Mary or Margarita time. I'm not sure what Mike Luke does (laughs) on Cinco de Mayo at 8.45 in the morning, but hey, today is Jet Fish's birthday. Um, and what a year it was for Jet Fish. Another year around the sun, and more importantly, he's completely changed the direction of Arizona football. Uh, what do you think just the job that Jet Fish has done so far as head coach? Jet Fish gets it. Um, I tell this to people all the time. I still don't know if Jet Fish can coach. He could be a great coach. He could be a bad coach. I have no clue. But the one thing he absolutely gets is the easy things and the hard things as far as you know, previous coaching staff neglects. It's a good thing to keep your alumni involved. It's a good thing to try to get fans to support your team. I mean, duh. But on top of that, I mean, you watch these, you look at the recruiting class, you know, a lot of people have talked about 2022, um, bringing in the top 25 class. But you look at 2023, you've already got a four-star kid on uh, coming in who was on uh, who was on ESPN radio with you guys, uh, what, about a month ago, and Brayden yeah. Dorman. Um, yeah. And you and you look at it, and they're continuously making uh, making inroads in California. They got a kid named Roderick Robinson that's a um, running back that Arizona is in very good with. I mean, I, you look at it, and they could probably follow this up with another top twenty five class. So, I mean, they're recruiting at a level that certainly we haven't seen sustained consistently here at Arizona. Now it's just about putting the product you know, a little bit better product on the field. But you know, right now, I thought the hire was weird when they made it, but I see their vision for sure now. And, you know, that's why I'm where I am, and that's why they make the money that they do. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, Luke, before we uh, let you go, let's talk a little bit of Arizona Wildcats basketball. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody who's got as much information in their noggin as Mike Luke when it comes to Arizona Wildcats basketball. This man is an absolute encyclopedia. So, Mike Luke, you know everything about Arizona basketball. One, how awesome is it that the Wildcats are ditching the gradient uniforms? And number two, ESPN just released their way too early preseason projections, and they currently have the Wildcats at number 17. Do you think that's a fair ranking? Um, first of all, the never go back to the gradient when 98% of any people are on the same side of something is probably a good idea. Arizona's 90s jerseys, even into the early 2000s, are absolutely vintage, fantastic. Make this move and never make the move back. This never needs to be a discussion again. <laughs> um, you know, and, it, and it's, it's funny, though. You look at all the rankings, and somewhere they're generally between about 8 and 17 on pretty much all the rankings. And, and I think that's fair because, you know, look at the front court. Let's just assume Dalen Terry comes back. So you've got Dalen Terry. You've got a Julius Tabellis. Those are two all-conference guys right there. And you're probably going to get a uh, hint, hint. You're probably going to get another uh, really talented big man from overseas. You pair him with Umar Ballo, and all of a sudden you've got one of the best front courts in the conference, if not the best. You know, my concern, obviously, is in the backcourt. I mean, Kirk Creesa is a big game guy for sure, but Kirk Creesa and Tella Larson isn't the most athletic backcourt. So I'd like to see them be able to get a little bit more dynamic there. But you know, I expect this to be. I expect this to be a good team. I think you know UCLA is going to be clearly be the favorite, but Arizona is squarely in there. And depending on who they add, I can see them flirting with something like a top ten ranking. So you know, somewhere in there, uh, 
things are just going to keep getting better. And that 2023 recruiting class he's working on, you're probably going to be getting, well, you got two five stars at least. You're probably going to be getting a third or a fourth. So good time to be an Arizona basketball fan. Heck, good time to be an Arizona sports fan, Justin. Absolutely. So, um, Mike, what's what's your beverage of choice today on Cinco de Mayo? Does one celebrate Cinco de Mayo? You know what? Uh, yeah, for sure. I don't know. Uh, my uh, my uh, my buddy uh, Kevin Woodman, who I used to host with, got me a uh, he got me onto a, a drink called a- Anchor Steam. It's a beer, and it's uh, you don't see you don't find it everywhere. It's obviously not a Mexican beer, so <laughs> I might be selling out there a little bit. But I'll, <laughs> I'm going to be having an Anchor Steam tonight. There's no NBA games on, so maybe I'll even have a second one. Who knows? We'll have a second one and cheers Jet Fish for his birthday today. I certainly will. I'll cheers him from the fishbowl for sure. <laughs> that is Mike Luke from PHNX. Make sure you hey, follow. Hey, real quick, Justin. Real, what's, what's real quick, Justin. I just wanted to. Give, I just wanted to give everybody on there a shout. Uh, Justin, a shout out. Well, I don't think Justin's a humble guy. I don't think he quite realizes how impressive his career arc is to this point. Being that he's hosting his own radio show, he's filling in obviously in the morning right here. He beat rights for the only game in town. This dude is this dude. Talk about somebody that gets it. Um, I can't tell you enough, man. Just how proud I am of you. Just keep grinding. You're one of the good guys, dude. Mike, thank you so much, man. That's that's very humbling to me, and I, I appreciate those words a lot, man. That really does mean the world to me. And Mike, yep. uh, I'm gonna return the favor because you're just one of the best dudes, and I'm so thankful that uh, you you know kind of took me under your wing there when I graduated from the U of A. And again, man, you've always been a great source of of just mentorship and a guy that I could turn to whenever I need a, a good word. So thank you again for your kind words. Make sure you follow Mike Luke on Twitter, at IronMikeLuke, and follow PHNX underscore Wildcats. Mike, you're the man. Thank you for your time. All right, we had to cut off Mike there for a second. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to end. Let's put a, a bright, shiny red bow on today's Jeff Dean Show here on ESPN Radio. The Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson will be right back. Brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. I'm on fire. I tell her, baby, 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 here on ESPN Tucson, but man, it's a, it's been fun. I filled in once before. I filled in uh, today. It's my second time, and I gotta say, even though it's uh it's brutal waking up early in the morning, I feel like I'm like waking up before Jesus wakes up. It, it's been it's been fun to, to fill in for for Jeff Dean. Uh, so I mean, I don't want it to be a, a, a frequent thing because, of course, you know Jeff is the man needs to be the host of his own show but jeff you're out there i don't mind filling in for you it's uh it's fun doing it in the morning all right well that'll do it for today's jeff dean show jeff will be back tomorrow from 7 to 9 a.m like i said but 
stay tuned. And also, make sure you tune in this afternoon from 3 to 6, because myself, Ali Farhang, we'll be doing another episode of Spears at Ali. We'll be talking all things Phoenix Suns as they, as they take a 2-0 series lead over the Dallas Mavericks. Plus, we'll also talk about the Tucson Sugar Skulls and their big game against the Arizona Rattlers. Plus, the Arizona Diamondbacks have won seven in the last nine games. Man, things are going right now in Arizona. Tune in from 3 to 6, Spears and Ali, later this afternoon on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to The Jeff Dean Show, Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. Jeff will be back tomorrow morning at 7 on ESPN Tucson. This is ESPN Tucson, 1490 KFFN AM Tucson, K285DL1049FM Tucson, and KMXC HD4 Tucson.